It is a real honor and privilege to be with y'all uh, here this morning. For those who are looking at me a little bit strange, my name is Dan Leanne. I was born and raised in Melbourne, Australia. That's the reason my voice is this way. Uh, my mother and father are Malaysian Chinese. That's the reason my face is this way. Uh, but now I live in Anderson, South Carolina. That's the reason I have type 2 diabetes. And uh, so pray for me, my fat little children. Um, they're not really. They're quite lean. Um, Happy Father's Day. In all seriousness, I just wanted to say this, um, the, the fathers or the dads here in this room, well done for coming out to church uh, at 9 a.m. Uh, you putting God first in your family is going to bear so much fruit uh, for your marriage and for the lives of your children. So thank you so much for coming out this morning. Just want to acknowledge the, the Wagner family and especially Pastor Philip on Father's Day. There are many leaders in this nation, right? Come on, you can do better than that. So many leaders in this nation, so many, so many thinkers and talkers and tweeters and Instagrammers, but very few fathers. And you have one of the fathers of the American church at the helm here at Oasis. So come on. Let's just honor Pastor Philip. We love him so much. Love Pastor Holly as well. My wife is with me. She's sleeping in. She's across the road at the hotel, uh, but she's super duper pumped to come along and take a selfie with Pastor Holly. I don't know. Uh, pray for my wife. Uh, I got a really simple message for you this morning. Uh, I got told that if I stick to time, I'm being taken out for some free Korean food. And so if you need to know something about me, I like me some free Korean food. And so we're going to go pretty quick this morning. And I want to share a really simple message called making the most of the mist, making the most of the mist. So let me pray and we'll jump into this. Dear Jesus, help. Amen. Making the, I really want that Korean food. Making the most of the mist. Um, eternity. Eternity. I, I've been thinking a lot about eternity lately. The beyond the here and now. The, the, the idea of forever. The concept of what lies beyond. Eternity. I think I've been thinking a lot about eternity because I'm getting old now. These Asian genes are serving me well, but 43 years of age has you reflecting on a lot of life. I remember back in the day, like in my late teens, early 20s, it felt like I was going to live forever. Remember? You're at the gym, you snap something, you rub some dirt on it, go to sleep, and you're better again. But nowadays, come on, you snap something, come that cold weather, woo! If you're post-30 and you wake up in the morning and you don't feel any pain, you died in your sleep and you went to heaven. <laughs> I remember when I was younger, and you, remember when you're 18 years old and every weekend you're going to an 18th birthday party? Come on. Remember you're 21 years old and every single weekend you're celebrating a 21st birthday party and you feel like you're going to live forever. Well, you get to 43 and you find yourself going to as many weddings as you do funerals now. And it causes you to ask questions about eternity. The beyond, the here and now. What lies in the next? You've asked questions about eternity. Because the Bible makes it clear that each and every single one of us made in God's image are eternal creatures by nature. 
Ecclesiastes chapter 3 tells us that God has actually set eternity in the hearts of every human being. It doesn't matter if you're rich, it doesn't matter if you're poor, it doesn't matter if you're educated or uneducated. It doesn't matter if you're black, if you're yellow, if you're white, if you're warm, honey, brown like you, man. We are all knit together by this common thread. We are all eternal beings by default. God has set eternity in our hearts. It's like a beacon that's going off 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can try to quiet it down. You can try to quilt it over. You can try to ignore it. But the reality is it keeps on flashing, reminding you of the fact that you were created for more than just the here and now. You were created for the what lies beyond. We've all asked questions about eternity. And here's the good news. What God has set in our hearts, Jesus has come to teach about, to illuminate to our very eyes. And what Jesus comes to teach about, what Jesus comes to reveal, what Jesus comes to open our eyes to, the Holy Spirit wants to live inside of us so that we can live life in the light of eternity. And when we begin to do that as eternal beings, everything changes. You see, when we really start living life fully human, as eternal beings, like we were created, all of a sudden, everything changes. All of a sudden, it becomes very clear to us that we all have a decision to make. We have a decision to make regarding Jesus and the cross. Because when you understand that eternity is a reality, we also understand that what we do with Jesus will determine where we spend our forever. Heaven and hell is not a judgment or vengeful reality. No, heaven and hell is simply a reality as an extension of the fact that we are all eternal beings and where we spend eternity will be solely based on what we do with Jesus. It's a relational issue. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 27 says, For it is appointed that every single person will die once and then face God. And depending on whether or not you know him or you have rejected him, so you will either spend eternity with him or apart from him. When we have our heads and our hearts and our lives open to eternity, it forces us to make a decision. Where do you stand with Jesus now? Hell is not a punishment. Hell is a provision for people with an eternal soul who want to reject God. And God has to allow you the capacity to reject him for love that is forced upon you is no love at all. But it is a hellish existence indeed. When the Spirit of God quickens a conversation about eternity, it forces us to make a decision. Where do you stand with Jesus. Because what you do with Jesus, what you do with the cross, will determine where you spend eternity. Come on, when you think about eternity, when you ponder that reality, it makes a difference in the context you have in life. When you understand that the here and the now, our day-to-day, 
This grind that we find ourselves in is but a chapter in a much larger story. All of a sudden, it changes the way we live. It changes, with the, it changes the way we endure. It changes the way that we, we deal with the struggle when you understand that, that our lives right now are but a page in a much bigger book. It gives us incredible context. Think about your favorite book right now or your favorite movie. Just imagine before you read that book or watched that movie, I tore out one page or showed you one scene and asked you to explain the entire movie or book to me. It would be impossible. And there are so many people in life trying to go through life, trying to make sense of life, just looking at one scene or one page. But when you take a step back and breathe in this reality and understand that there is an eternity, all of a sudden your life and your days have so much more context. And when we are awakened to the reality of eternity, not only does it make a difference in the way we make a decision regarding Jesus, And the context that we have, it also makes a difference in the way that we live. Because when you really start living in the light of eternity, there is now an inherent challenge to our lives. We can't just live as temporal beings. But now, like Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, our eyes are open to see the things that are unseen. And now we live life differently through that lens. My heart's hope and my heart's prayer for us this morning at our 9 a.m. gathering on this glorious Father's Day where the sun is shining somewhere behind the clouds (laughs) is that all of us, by the grace and the goodness and the mercy of God, would be drawn to make a decision regarding Him. That all of us would have greater context walking out of this place than what we walked in with. And that we would all be challenged, come on, to live differently every day in the light of eternity. It would challenge us to love differently. Everyone say love. Can I say love like an Australian? Love. Say love like an American. Love. Say love like a Chinaman. Love. We would all love differently. Seriously, when you live life through that lens, we are compelled to love differently. The people to our left, the people to our right, the people that God has knit us together in, in, in marital um, uh, a contract, uh, the, the, the children that we have, the neighbors we are, we, are, we are placed beside. All of a sudden, when you live life in the light of eternity, the relationships that surround us all of a sudden carry a different weight. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13 says, hey, at the end of the day, everything's going to pass away. Your Tesla is passing away. Your beach house is passing away. Your abs are passing away. Your your impressive resume is passing away. Your money is passing away. And everyone knows that one passes away really easily. Everything is passing away. Your status is passing away. Your fame is passing away. Your Instagram following is passing away. But three things will remain. 
three things will pass from here into forever, resonating for millions and millions of years. And that is faith, the friendship that you created with King Jesus by responding to his grace. It's hope, the belief that this God is good and has your best at his heart. Come on, and love. Not only your connection with God, but your connection with one another. Get this into your heads and your hearts. Let that bounce around your imagination. The friendships and the relationships you have right now pass into forever. So what a wild concept that so many people around the great city of Los Angeles will sacrifice relationship for something that is temporal. That you would burn a bridge that you would delete a contact, that you would reject and turn around and walk away based upon silly things like disagreements or disputes. Come on, come on, how crazy is it? Come on, men here in this room, that we would place our wife and our children on the altar and allow them to be burnt into smithereens in pursuit of that new car or that golf membership or that. Come on. What a crazy notion that we would trade that which is temporal for what is so gloriously and beautifully eternal. Come on. It changes the way we love. Come on, this afternoon, when you're hanging out, guessing a bunch of y'all are going to roll out to a Father's Day kind of event, or if you don't have... A dad to connect with today, no doubt at some point you'll be connecting with somebody because isn't it amazing how all of our souls instinctively, internally know that we were created for connection because it flows into forever. Look at those people. Stare them in the eyes, not like in a creepy huh way, but just like kind of in like a little, little glancing way, you know? And let the Spirit of God remind you this right now, amen? goes on forever. So I am going to live my life differently in the way that I love. It changes the way that you give. Say give. Yeah. It changes how generous we are as people. When you live life in the light of eternity, all of a sudden when it says here in Matthew chapter 6, verse 19, don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and vermin do not destroy, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. When you live life in the light of eternity, it changes the way that you give. I live in the South now. And when you live in the South, you learn, like Pastor Philip asked me before, have I picked up the Southern accent? And I haven't. I'm holding on to my Australian accent for just, you know, for just for life, because number one, it is a passport. You can do anything in the South, but if you have an Australian accent, you get let off the hook. You get pulled over for speeding, 40 miles over. I'm so sorry about that. I didn't, I can't, oh, I thought it was like kind of kilometers per hour, not miles per hour. And oh, uh, get out of here, you crazy kid. And, I go, and so, <laughs> like, but I am picking up the vernacular. It is what it is, and you hear it all the time. And something you hear all the time in the South is, you can't take it with you. You can't take it with you. When it comes to spending or when it comes to, you can't take it with you. Well, that's kind of true and it's kind of not. Technically, you can't take it with you, but this passage says that you can send it ahead of you. 
Because it says here, don't store up for yourselves treasures here on earth where the moth gets to it and the vermin destroy it and thieves take it. But you can store up for yourself right here, right now, this Sunday afternoon, come on, treasures in heaven that the moth can't get to, the thieves can't get to, and the rust will never touch. So you can't take it with you, but you can send it ahead of you. Now, what is this treasure in heaven? I don't know. Is it like a Chick-fil-A gift card that never runs out and you can use on a Sunday? I don't know. I don't know if it's like literally a pile of gold that you get to dive in, like old school ducktails. Does anyone know old school ducktails? Like be diving in. I don't know what it is. But the Bible makes it abundantly clear. It's real. You're going to want it one day. And you can store it up right now by the way you live. Come on, a giving and generous life. And yes, I'm talking about finance, but for a lot of people in LA, that's a low bar because it's not hard. Because for a lot of people, there's a lot of money and hey, you know what I give, but be generous, yes, with our finance, but that's just the first base. That's just standard that we would make a decision to, hey, you know what, we're out for lunch, let me pick that up. I'm storing treasures in heaven. Hey, here's the basket. I'm not giving because it is a tax. No, I'm giving God my first because I'm storing up for myself. Come on, treasure in heaven. That's, that, that, that's a part of it, but only the start of it. Come on, be generous with your love. Come on, be generous with your lives. Come on, be generous with your words. Come on, be generous with your encouragement. Come on, be generous. Because as you do so, bing, 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 bing treasure in heaven. It changed the way you love. It changed the way you give. It changed the way you endure. Everyone say endure. endure. Say it like an Australian, endure. endure. How do they say it, Alicia? Endure. Don't they? That's how Americans say it. Endure. It changes the way you endure. <laughs> you hold on differently when you live life in the light of eternity. You love differently. You give differently. You hold on differently. When you understand that whatever you're going through right now is just a page in a much bigger story. No matter what you are facing in this moment, as dark and as grim as it is, it is but one chapter in a much more glorious book. And if you would allow God to write your story and put in the forward and like kind of put the last little finishing touches on it, I'm telling you now, what a grand story it will be. It changes the way you endure. That's the reason 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 17 says, for our light and momentary troubles. That's crazy. I've never had a trouble that felt light or momentary. I've never had a financial struggle. I've never had a marital dispute. I've never had a health issue. I've never had a time of feeling fear regarding my future, feel light and momentary. But the Apostle Paul says every single trouble, every single trial, every single test and tribulation you go through is light and is momentary. Why? Because of eternity. For our light and our momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Or in other words, whatever you are struggling through, whatever strife you are striding through, understand if you do that, with the view of eternity and allow that be, allowing that to be just a page in your story, it'll achieve for you down the track something that is deeply and profoundly beautiful. When you live life in the light of eternity, you endure differently. 
oh my goodness, this, my life is just over right now. I just can't believe it. Oh my, remember a couple of months ago that, that, that video that went viral? I think she was from Florida and she lost her Instagram following for like kind of 24 hours. And the reason um, it came to um, media attention is because she called the police and she was reporting and she was saying that she was being murdered. So the police responded, and she had like 100,000 people, like, like, that's nothing for LA people. Like, 100,000 is nothing, like kind of, like, that's like three days for me, like kind of like, that's like one blog post, and I got bing, 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 like kind of, but like in Florida, like in the South, it's a big thing, all right? So she, she does it, and she like kind of goes crazy. And she calls the police, she says, it's like I'm being murdered. I can't do any other job with my life. I influence, like, and everyone laughs, but it makes so much sense. When you live life through that framework, when little things like that happen, everything crumbles. But come on, when you take a step back, take a breath in, and recognize there is a much grander story, everything makes so much more sense. It does. I was in New Zealand recently, and um, I was speaking at this pastor's conference. At the end of this pastor's conference, I had seven Chinese pastors come up to me at the front of the auditorium. They thanked me for my ministry. They chastised me for not speaking Chinese. And, and they asked me to pray for them. Because one year previously, at the last pastor's conference they were at, that they were at, basically the same conference, there were 14 Chinese pastors but seven of those Chinese pastors had gone missing. Four of them, they knew where they were. They were in jail. The other three had just gone missing. The persecution in China is going crazy, trying to stand against the kingdom of God. So I, like, just start lovingly praying for them. So I'm praying through an interpreter. I'm praying, in the name of Jesus, protect my friends. And I start praying this prayer. God, send guardian angels to hide these seven so that they will be, like, protected. So the interpreter is interpreting, and then all of a sudden, the seven pastors start fussing. I'm trying to pray my best prayer here. <laughs> you fussing. So they start talking to the interpreter while I'm praying, and they said, stop. No more. Puyao, puyao, puyao. Oh, what's going on? And then they just would explain to me, hey, why are you praying that we'd be hidden? We don't want to be hidden. We want Jesus to be seen. If I lose my life, so be it. Whoa! And then I remember them saying this, don't pray that we'd be hidden, pray that we would endure. So I said, you know what, you, you guys better pray for me. <laughs> How could they make that statement in the light of their trial? This is but a page. Your breakup is just a page. And if you would respond to it correctly, eternal glory. Come on, your bankruptcy was just a page. <laughs> but if you allow God to use that to drive you towards Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides, come on, eternal glory. Come on, that heartbreak is just a page. But if you allow that to open your heart and your soul to his amazing grace, come on, eternal glory. Come on, it changes the way we endure. When you live life through the lens of eternity, it changes the way we love. It changes the way that we give. It changes the way we endure. And it really forces us to live, to truly 
live. Fear looks stupid because we live. Worry and anxiety, ridiculous thieves, and I'm going to live. When you live life in the light of eternity. I'm going to ask the brother on the keyboard to slip up now to start playing minor chords to make us all feel emotional and receptive. <laughs> Feels like a good way to land a message. James chapter 4, verse 14 says, what's your life? Now you've had your eyes open to eternity and the ongoing story. What is your life? It's a mist. But, but Dan, you have no idea how important I am. No, it's a mist. <laughs> Hey, Dan, you just don't know how many dreams I have and how much creativity I have. No, it's a mist. Hey, Dan, you have no idea how powerful I am. No, it's just a mist. That's here for a little while, and then it's gone. Here's my simple question to you, Oasis 9 a.m. service. What are you going to do with that mist? Because we all get a choice. I'm going to live for myself. I'm going to be stingy. I'm going to be selfish. I'm going to be self oh. Oh, I'm going to hustle. I'm going to grind. I'm going to make so much money. I'm going to buy so many things. People are going to know who I Oh, my name is going to be up in lights and people are going to recognize me and I'm going to find. You might be really healthy and eat kale all the time and your life is like this. but it's still just a mist. Or will you say, I'm gonna love in such a way that it leaves a legacy and it reverberates here on earth and into forever. I'm gonna store up treasures in heaven so large that all my friends up in that place are gonna come and see me for loans. I'm telling you now, I'm making the most of my mist. Come on, I'm gonna hold on, I'm gonna endure, I'm gonna allow every single season to be used for the glory of God that's going to produce for me a glory. Mm. Come on. I'm shaking off every single fear. I'm breaking down every insecurity. and I'm living in my life brave and courageous. Come on. Make the most of the mist. So as we wrap up our time together, I would love to simply do one thing. I do hope and pray that every single day 
that this picture would be brought lovingly to your mind. It might be when you squirt on some deodorant in the morning. Well, come on, all the ladies here in the room and the, better, the, the well-groomed men, you know when you do the little spritz in the morning, tss, tss, like that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> Every morning, you remember, life is but a mist, okay? I want you to do that, all right? But remember before I said, what you do with Jesus is going to impact where you spend eternity, all right? And there are some people here in this room right now on this beautiful Father's Day who don't have a relationship with their Heavenly Father. And this is not to twist your arm or to scare you into anything. Nothing you are scared into is enjoyable. We're not trying to manipulate you or guilt you into anything, but simply let you know that He wants a relationship with you. Through His Son, Jesus, now by the power of His Holy Spirit, He invites you into relationship with Him. So if you're sitting here right now and you aren't sure about where you stand with Jesus, come on, can we settle this in our hearts once and for all? I'm not talking about a religion. I'm not talking about Jesus karaoke and sitting through priestly pep talks every single week at a church. I'm talking about a friendship with God. Come on, that settles in your heart. Come on, where you'll be for eternity. If you aren't settled in your heart right now, with every eye closed and no one looking around, I do, I do that to give you a sense of privacy. If that's you here this morning, and you're saying, Dan, Right now, I don't have a security in my heart regarding where I stand with Jesus. I just want to open up my heart to His love. I want to lead you in a prayer, and then I'm going to pray for you, and then we're going to close our service together. So all over this room, if right now you don't have a sense of peace in your heart regarding where you are with Jesus, can we settle this in your heart right now? When I count to three, lift your hand where you are. Ready? One, two, three. Just lift your hand where you are. I see hands, hands everywhere. Just hands everywhere. Let's just pray this prayer out loud. Let's do it all together, especially if you lifted your hand. Let's do it. Dear Jesus, thank you for your love. Father God, thank you for your grace. Holy Spirit, I invite you now transform my life from now into forever. I am yours. Amen. Come on, put your hands together for those who lifted theirs. If you lifted your hand, the Reverend Dr. Bishop Julian will give you further instructions in a few moments' time. But if you lifted your hand, you would love to connect. I'm going to be hanging around the front. I'm the Chinese guy in the tight shirt. But for the rest of you, God bless you. May you feel His face shine upon you. May His grace and mercy ever be that which you find your life floating on. And every day would we 
make the most of the mist.